sort of thing since before you were born, Captain. I'm not letting you leave, you know. Somebody is using a power leech on us. Time has come for you to sail into battle. Because of me, you're going to die, Wilma. Rogers, too. You are a dead man, Rogers. The year is 1987, and NASA launches the last of America's deep space probes. In a freak mishap, Ranger 3 and its pilot, Captain William Buck Rogers, are blown out of their trajectory into an orbit which freezes his life support systems and returns Buck Rogers to Earth 500 years later. You listen to Man Behind the Machine. Well, hello, sir. Hello, how are you? Oh, not too bad. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, if you're getting it for your computer, then you will want the larger hard drive. Off the top. Help. There's 15 terabytes total? Yeah. Okay. Of everything. I don't, right, I don't have all that yet. Oh, that's coming soon? Eventually. 15 yeah, terabytes. a lot of downloading. Yeah. Right now I'm at two and a half terabytes. And we're, the, the guy is that does a lot of the footwork is waiting for a new version to come out of the Retrobat okay. before he um, opens other things up. Okay. So 15 terabytes is everything, huh? Everything that's ever yeah, been existed? Yeah, but you can get an 8 terabyte hard drive for now. And then the nice thing is it's designed so you can literally add to it. Okay. So you just add to it. You don't have to... But the three the three terabyte is just the <laughs> RetroPie stuff. No, no RetroPie. Like if you want to use the, the the Raspberry Pi, I don't have any of the preview videos and gra you know um, like wheel graphics and stuff in there. Yeah. So it uh, you know I have you get everything in a 256 gig SD card, but then you need a Pi to use it. I know, but I'm saying the three terabytes, what's that? I thought that was RetroPie. No, that's no. RetroBat, which is the PC version. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So what you could do is you can go up to Microtenner, buy the uh, the Retro, the, the Pi 400 kit. It's $100. Yeah. comes with everything you need except for the card. And then you can get a 256 gig card for about 30 bucks. So $130 total that gets you the computer and gets you the card. Because the sure. computer comes with its own mouse, it comes with its own power, it comes with a video cable, everything that you need to get started. Sweet. And it's cheaper than the hard drive. Do you have the 400? If you want, if you want the PC setup, uh, that's the one that's going to take three terabytes or more. Okay. But the PC one can do more stuff. There's stuff that the Pi can't do. Like, it can't run PlayStation uh, 2, and it can't do PlayStation 3. And it won't be able to do Xbox 
one, I guess is what they call that. Or 360, it was the 360. The one's the new one. Because Xbox has to be fucking weird with their names. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of stuff that the Pi won't do. It's not powerful enough for. But all the stuff that it can do is done. It's crammed into a 256 gig storage place. And that comes with all of the retro S. Anything you can imagine retro wise is on there. Use creator? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, I, if somebody gave it to me, I'd turn around and sell it. So the, the basic unit is $5,000, and that's the cheese grater. Right, I wouldn't, I don't have a use for it. You can't do anything on a Mac that you can't, that you can already, that you can do on a PC even better. And if you want to upgrade it to um, Adobe Photoshop or do video, you have to spend 20 to 100K. Or you could buy a PC for like thousand dollars. That'll be just as powerful, if not more. If you paid me the five thousand, how's that? <laughs> Give it a shot. I'd try it. When did you sour on Mac? Huh? When did you sour on Mac? On Mac? Yeah. Why do you hate them? Well, um, I would have to say. When I was a little kid, back in, what would that be, probably 7th grade? Yeah, it would probably have been 7th grade. I, uh, the first time I saw a Mac at school, and I was used to Apple IIs, green screen Apple IIs. I thought, wow, this thing's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I wanted one so bad, and I went home and told Dad about how awesome the Macs were. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, well, we're getting a PC. Like, really? It's like, no, I don't want a PC. And I thought a PC was green screen, just like the old Apple IIs. Yeah. So we got one, and it had a color screen. And we went through Windows and DOS and bought books in about a week. And I realized just how much more powerful the PC actually was than Mac. And the freedom that it offers for people that develop hardware, software, you name it. So... After that, it didn't take long for me to realize that Macs couldn't do anything. Apple's too controlling. And they're made by slaves. I mean, I get it. Some people really like slavery, and they're really into that. I think it's a cool thing and all that, but not me. I don't like Apple because they support slavery. And they, uh, I mean, they literally have slaves. They own slaves as a company, and people don't, you know, people are cool with it. Uh, Not me. I don't think so. I think it's awful. We don't even want you. Because as soon as they say we don't want you, and all the best games are not on Apple phone, all the best games are not on Apple computer, that's that's even more people that will realize how shitty that company is and then stop supporting slavery, which would be great. Do you like slavery? Totally understand. I'm not gonna, not gonna. <laughs> you know, I get people are all for this. Uh, no, I don't want anything to do with it. It's not any different. Either one of them. Just fine. It's the same malware. User interface. Otherwise, they're the same thing. You can still use your Mac. Apple tends to use, you know, decent hardware. It's all, it's all PC hardware anyway. So they tend to use, you know, Intel and Nvidia. So it should, whatever you have should be good enough to, how old is your Mac? And systems you might not have, you know, like PlayStation 2 or 3 might, might not run, but everything earlier in that will be fine. So like PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64 and down all the way to like the you know Commodore and Apple II. Did you hear did you hear that Nintendo took down the ROM site, the major ROM site? They won against they can, that guy. Yeah, they can take down all the ROM sites they want. It's not gonna stop anybody from anything. Yeah. Do you have any copies of that ROM site? I don't need ROM site stuff. No, for Nintendo. Yeah, when you come over and you visit me you'll see. That it's everything. We'll, we'll, we'll wait until you get here, and I'll 
You got everything. You just judge yourself. Uh-huh. It's incentive for you to visit. And then you tell me what I, what I need to get. That'll be the best way to go. I can show you some tricks. That's cool. I can probably get you introduced to some, some good really get a kick out of. Yeah. Yeah, what's you going on? You can't just record that guy and put him on a podcast. He'd be mad at you. <laughs> oh, he goes by V-Man. How's that? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's so special about V-Man? Are you in front of a computer right now? No. He is the retro king. Let's just put it that way. Oh. He has, I'm, I'm guessing he's retired. I don't know that for sure. But he, he is the retro king. He has amazing talent for the art and stuff that he's done. It's all 80s derived. Awesome. Yeah. I got to meet V, man. Well, yeah, come over. Maybe I can get you set up. Sweet, dude. And get that eight terabyte hard drive. Parallels and ATB. Yeah, eight, parallels will let you basically take a small piece of your Mac and put Windows on it. You already have Windows on your paper. That's fine. That 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 will actually use less resources, which should probably make your computer function better anyway. Oh, good. When you say retro games, what do you mean? Well, usually we end up doing old arcade games and stuff like that. Just because the arcade at the time was the best graphic version of everything. So We usually did the arcade version of it. Cool. Any games in particular? Uh, NBA Jam. Uh, that one was that one was one we played quite a bit. Some Super Bomberman. Uh, we couldn't quite get Super Off Road to do multiplayer. That one works oh. locally, but not multiplayer wise. That one it just doesn't like multiplayer. I mean, it does locally. You just can't over the internet. It doesn't like it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Any other games? Oh, I don't know. A whole bunch. Like? Just whatever everybody felt like. Ninja Turtles. Uh, Powerball. Think. Super Mario? Uh, I mean, I suppose you could, but that's not really a multiplayer game. Most of the stuff we do, we have enough people that we're playing three or four player games. Yeah, like Warhammer? Uh, I mean, you could play Warhammer, but that's not really retro. Yeah. What about SimCity? SimCity? Yeah, the original one. That's not multiplayer either. I mean, yeah, I play it, but not, not you know, multiplayer wise. What are the, multi well, what are the top multiplayer games for retro? I mean, it depends on what you're in for. There's the over, there's the side scrolling shooters. There's beat 'em ups. There's fighting games. There's sports games. Depends on what you feel like playing. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a lot to choose from. <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands. Yeah. Um, it's Centipede's uh, anniversary this year, 40th anniversary. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Pac-Man's 41st anniversary. Yeah. Um, what about computer space? Ooh, older. What year? Computer Space is the first arcade machine ever made. 
1979 or something? Oh, before that. 60s, I think. 60s, really? It didn't even have a processor in it. Wow. I bet those are expensive, huh? Um, probably. I, uh, you can, if you look on YouTube, you can, mm. you can see videos of people that have restored them and what they've had to do to get the old tube TVs and oh, really? stuff like that. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I want so to. So what about, uh, not next weekend, but the weekend. A brain, a beauty, a jock, a rebel, and a recluse. Can't believe this is really happening to me. Before this day is over, they'll break the rules. <coughs> Chicks, can I hold a smoke? That's what it is. Bare their souls. I'm a nymphomaniac. Are your parents aware of this? Take some chances. Being bad feels pretty good. Huh? And touch each other in a way they never dreamed possible. Why'd you do that? The Breakfast Club. They only met once. I don't want to be alone anymore. You don't have to be. But it changed their lives forever. I mean, I consider you guys my friends. I'm not wrong, am I? Universal Pictures presents Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Ali Sheedy in a John Hughes film. Why are you being so nice to me? you're letting me the breakfast club i said it before and i'll say it again life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it what is so dangerous about a character like ferris bueller is he gives good kids bad ideas well, why should he get to skip school when everybody else has to go Syphilitic meningitis. He never gets caught. This guy in my biology class said that if Ferris dies, he's giving his eyes to Stevie Wonder. Well, he's very popular, Ed. I recall Central Park in fall. Ferris Bueller, do you know him? Yeah, he's getting me out of summer school. They think he's a righteous dude. Think he'll be alive this weekend? I can see him denying popular beliefs, setting off on some impossible mission. It jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. He does whatever he wants. You know, as long as I've known him, everything works for him. Whatever he wants. He's very cool. And he never gets nailed. Ferris can do anything. Oh, he's such a sweet. Wake up and smell the coffee, Mrs. Bueller. It's a fool's paradise. He is just leading you down the primrose path. Matthew Broderick. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's day off. Because life is too beautiful a thing to waste.
an ad for a project name. inside this machine and load it in there and press a couple of buttons and if everything works according to plan this is an example of, of computer music and computer music is our subject today this this little RAM pack which I have over here has 15 songs on it uh, matter of fact, there's a, a ROM chip of the month club now where you can buy your popular songs on a chip instead of on a, a cassette tape or, or on a record. Uh, this is a, a simple example, but, but how this does it... This story takes place on the frontiers of technology, well, but it begins in one of the world's device. oldest cities. Jerusalem. It was the worst case yet. Somebody tried to threaten the country's education, business, maybe even its military intelligence. They planned to wipe out the computer banks at Hebrew University, the nation's largest school, using nothing more than a virus. The Hebrew University virus spread into the Mossad, which is Israel's version of our secret service. It then spread into the United States. What does a virus have to do with computers? Well, this kind of virus is a very brief computer program, written to attach or integrate itself into other programs that it finds in the computer circuits. It hides inside them, then does whatever damage its creator wants. Let's say there's a virus hidden somewhere on this floppy disk, which is sort of the magnetic card on which programs are often stored. If I put this disk in the computer, whether I'm writing a book or doing my taxes or just playing a game, I am very much in danger of infecting any other disk I put in that machine. That's because once inside the computer, the virus is designed to reproduce like a real virus. As it searches for programs to infect, it can spread from one disk to another, from one computer to another when people share the programs on their disks. Sometimes the computer virus even mutates, so it's impossible to trace. That killer virus, for example, could delete millions of programs in a matter of weeks. Fred Cohen invented computer viruses as an experiment five years ago, but only last fall did anyone abuse them. Students at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, found some of their schoolwork disappearing in a flood of gibberish. And consider how much of our society depends on computers. Your bank account, your plane reservations, even your health care. Then you'll understand what's important about the viruses infecting them. Information stored on computers is valuable, and in many cases, it is used to make life and death decisions. An East Coast hospital lost 40% of its patient records. A Seattle software company found it was selling a program with a virus already on it. A member of a German computer club is being prosecuted for planting a virus in this NASA computer outside Washington. It's a very serious situation, and uh, 
It is, uh, in some cases, if uh, done under certain circumstances, could be, in fact, espionage. Engineers say a virus probably can't get into military computers or air traffic control systems or banks, but there's enough concern going around that people are going to need a lot of reassurance, and there's no saying what those unseen virus writers might do next. It's kind of scary to me that these people are so bright to come up with this stuff, but so stupid not to consider what might happen if it, if it gets out there. Business is booming for antivirus computer programs like Data Physician, Flu Shop, and Viralarm. But none of these programs can do it all. The bugs in Jerusalem and at Lehigh seem to have been cured, but nobody's entirely sure. In other words, the, the, the middle class homeowner in America will have some kind of home computer or home terminal. Do you foresee a time when most people in Madison will have computers in their homes? Oh, sure. Well, I've heard that in the um, future, a uh, computer like this would be as, as normal as a color TV is now. So you want to get one? Yes. This is one of your simulations, Mr. Kittrick. All right. Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. some machine to tell me that. President's on his way to Andrews to join airborne command, so we have to give launch option. Has he been in touch with the Premier? The Russians are still denying everything, sir. We have a Soviet submarine launch detection. Let's go into a launch mode. Close up the mountain. 
closing up the mountain. You'll have to hurry. These computers give us instant access to the state of the world. Troop movements, Soviet missile tests, shifting weather patterns. It all flows into this room and then into what we call the Whopper computer. Whopper, what is that? It's the War Operation Plan Response. This is uh, Mr. Richter. Paul, would you like to tell these gentlemen about the Whopper? <clears throat> well, the Whopper spends all its time thinking about World War III. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, it plays an endless series of war games using all available information on the state of the world. The Whopper has already fought World War III as a game, time and time again. It estimates Soviet responses to our responses to their responses and so on. Estimates damage, counts the dead, then it looks for ways to improve well, its score. But the point is that the key decisions of every conceivable option in a nuclear crisis have already been made by the Whopper. So what you're telling me is that all this trillion dollar hardware is really at the mercy of those men with the little brass keys. That's exactly right. Whose only problem is that they're human beings. But in, what, 30 days, we could replace them with electronic relays. Get the men out of the loop. Gentlemen, I wouldn't trust this overgrown pile of microchips any further than I could throw it. And I don't know if you want to trust the safety of our country to some uh, silicone diode. General, nobody is talking about entrusting the safety of the nation to a machine, for God's sake. We'll keep control, but we'll keep it here at the top, where it belongs. All right, gentlemen. I think I'm going to recommend McKittrick's idea to the president, and I'll get back to him.
one million three hundred and twenty-nine something. I bet you anything that's the secret code that we're looking for. Can you think of anything else? No. Davy, are you alone? Reminds me, Davy, I want to get those walkie-talkies back. Sure, Morris. Black to Lady Ace. Come in, Lady Ace. I'm here. Kim, where are you? Your house. Get out of there! The spies are there!
How's it going over there? This is Tony Danza. Well, I'm not in the middle of, uh, let's say, I don't know, vacuuming the carpets or even washing the walls or uh, scrubbing the toilets. Uh, uh, I like to, uh, you know, kick back with a with a with a with a brewski. Maybe sitting on a lawn chair out there, and I, you know, I put on a podcast and I listen to. Man behind the machine. I think it's fair, you know. Next thing you know, Angela and Mona and Jonathan and Samantha and Angela, they start showing up and they go, what are you listening to over there? And I say, man behind the machine, what are you expecting? They love it. Awesome show. Good stuff. Keep it up. I look forward to them every week. Thanks. You are listening to Men Behind the Machine. <laughs> 